Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. All right, here we go. 20 minutes past 7 o'clock this morning, Christmas Eve. Off to Shallow Basin to sit on the bank and watch the Blaze and Firebirds go out against some Aucklanders. Even put the bonus bet I picked up earlier this week on the Blaze Firebird double. Merry Good Xmas, team. Richie. Good on you, Richie. Richie, we got Heinrich Milan coming up, uh, coach of Auckland. Oh, I don't know if he's going to be a big fan of that sort of punting, mate. But <laughs> happy Christmas to you. And that's what we're asking people. What are you doing this Christmas Eve? Kempi, you would have spent a few Christmases abroad, right? Oh, plenty, mate. Plenty, you know. Spent well, Christmas time for me in England when I was when I was playing was was bonus day, you know, because they play um, in England Boxing Day on New Year's Day. So you know you have a you have a pretty quiet Christmas because you got to get up the next day and everyone goes. See in England they go to the sport, they go to they go to footy, and the and the stadiums packed down. So local derby day. So you know, Castleford plays Wakefield, or or, or Castleford plays Leeds, and Wigan play St Helens, you mm. know. So. Pretty big games, and and of course they, they they were bonus days. Then they weren't just games. You know, these days you, you get a contract, you play for footy. But back in my day, it was they were bonus days. So your big bonuses were on the line. Oh, doing like double money or? Oh, you're talking good. You're talking back back then. You're talking just good bonus day. You know, it was like a Christmas little little bit of a Christmas gift if you could Christmas get the one. Sling. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, you sort of really you couldn't really celebrate the the festive season because you'd play Boxing Day, then you had to back up again and play on New Year's Day. Um, but everyone wanted to plan them because because of the bonus. So, well, what about the crowds? Like, was it heaving? Was it good? You know, was it the energy, the atmosphere, pretty incredible? Well, it's, it's pretty cold in England too. You know, like you get the sometimes you get a white Christmas. Um, everyone's hoping for a white Christmas. You know, it's not it's not cranked up to what it what it sounds like a white Christmas. The salt trucks are out. Those sludge snowy turns to mud. Yeah, you know, the grit everywhere, and it's pretty messy walking around. I remember falling asleep one. I think the very first year I got up there to Carlsford, we're playing Boxing Day, and I've, I've, I didn't even think about it. I was up there on my own, you know. I was in the flat, and think, sure, yeah, I got to get up in the morning and got to go to the game. And I, I got up and turned telly on and just lay on the couch and was waiting to head down to the ground. I didn't listen to the radio. Never had a mobile phone back then. Pulled the curtains out. Jeez, it's like four foot of snow. We well, stuck. No, I mean, they cancelled the game. Oh. <laughs> and, I, and I didn't know anything about it. I actually went to the game with my bag. I was the only bloke there. They couldn't get hold of me. So, um, Is that true? Yeah, no, I had no, I had no idea. I had no idea. So, yeah, Those Kiwi blokes turned up to the game. Turned, I just turned up and thought, we're playing in snow today. You know, <laughs> They'd been down there all morning, the players, the staff and the groundsmen, getting shoveling the snow off the pitch. But what happened when they – because some grounds, like the football grounds, of course, they all have underground heating. 
in the league grounds. Do they? they? They yeah. They, well, of course, mate. In, in, oh, of in, course, in yeah. rugby league back then, they didn't, never had it. So you you got the the team had to get out there and shovel. Mate, we got shovels like you playing today. But <laughs> what would happen is you'd shovel it off, and the wind would pick up and turn into a skate rink, and and it would harden right up. So I have played games over there when you run out of the cold and your cleats can't get into the, yeah. they can't get into the dirt, and you yeah. go. Oh, I'm the not old getting, North Canterbury frost. Talking about talking about that, mate. I played a game once. It was so cold. It was so cold. It was a Challenge Cup game. We were playing. I think it was uh, it was Dewsbury. Playing Dewsbury, Richie Blackmore was one of my centres, and I had a, so he he played for New Zealand. I had Richie Goddard, the other centre. He played for England. I was playing five eight. We went out. Casper Smith was a halfback. He played for England, and these two didn't want the ball, mate. Every time I went to throw them the ball, they looked they actually looked the other way because they didn't want to get they didn't want to get tackled <laughs> in the mud, and because it, it was blowing a f- minus four degree wind too, it was freezing. Were well, you doing the Beaver Donald tuck and run, mate? I was I'm, well, yeah. I'm a halfback, mate, so I don't mind telling people what to do. I was go, I'm, I walked into the change room at half time. These two, their jerseys weren't even dirty. Me and Casper were filthy, mate, because every time we got the ball, we looked at centers. They didn't want it. We had to get tackled. <laughs> and Casper's in the shower, mate. He's got hot water. He, his hands are blue. His lips are blue. You know what I mean? I'm going, look at that halfback, you two. You better get, you better get tackled this half. I'm throwing you that football, you know. And, but yeah, that's what, it's it's a cold cold place over Christmas. But the English, they really, you know. They really embrace that whole festive season, um, and they embrace the the sporting part of it. So you go you go and play up there in a, in a festive season game, and it is packed, absolutely packed. It's one of the best times to play. So what I want to know then, double eight double three and oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. Give us a call on the Kennard Tire phone line. What is the best festive sport? So in America, they have basketball on Christmas Day hoops, which is just such a thing. They love it. They put the best teams against each other. Prime time, they absolutely love it. They don't have American football on Christmas, I don't think. Uh, in New Zealand, obviously, we have Boxing Day cricket and Boxing Day races, and that's a massive thing in the su- in summer. Uh, in the UK, it's it's league. There's the darts. Uh, there's the English Premier League. What is your, the best festive season sport? Let us know. Nominate your picks. I'm sure there's so many I've missed out there. It could be more obscure. Oh, the Sydney to Hobart, for example. What do you love? What do you love about it? Kempi, that's a great story about these these centres not wanting to touch the dirt in the, <laughs> in the freezing cold. He was he was one, he one of the best I've ever played with, Richie Blackmore. I, I'll tell you, but I've got some stories about that fella. He's one of the funniest... I'll, t- I'll tell you a real quick story about him, mate. You got, you got a couple of minutes. I'll tell you a story. He, he came back to play for the. He came back to play for the Warriors. So me and him were playing, and we're playing for Castleford. I signed this sort of um, under the table deal with Dougie Lawton. You know, he's a, he's a um, Scotsman. He was like he could I couldn't even understand him when he was signing me. You know, all I could understand was the, the dollar signs he was writing on the piece of paper. <laughs> and he's talking to me, and I'm you know I'm just nodding my head. Yeah, Dougie, I'm deaf anyway. Yeah, here, Dougie, yeah, Dougie, yeah, Dougie. What? How much? And he just put this number down. Yeah, I'll sign. Where'd I sign? So he locked it away in his in his safe, and I went back to Richie Blackmore. I said, "Oh, I'm going, mate. I'm going to Leeds." And he said, "Oh, yeah, I'm going to Warriors." So he was coming home to the Warriors. So he came home to the Warriors. He came home, and and he's got straight. You know, he's been stuck up in England for years. He got straight back into the Auckland life. You know, Waitemata Harbour. Driving past, he's driving past Waitemata Marina down here, and sees a boat. I said, "What sort of boat?" He goes, "Oh, mate, look like look like Miami Vice. One of those boats with a spoiler <laughs> on it." Like that. So I said, "What do you do?" He goes, "I bought it. It was Friday night." He said, so I went in and bought it. I said, I threw the wife in it on Saturday. They gave me some new fishing rods, and I just took it out. I just took it out to the harbour. I said, have you ever ever driven a boat before? He went, nah. 
I mean, so what happened? He goes, I saw those green round circles <laughs> up there on the boat, and I just thought that that means danger. Stay away from them. So I just drove away from them. And he anyway spends a spends a day out here fishing the wife's an English bird, so she's got a big mink coat on, you know, with, with done up with the high heels and all that out there. Typical northern English. Yeah, bird. yeah, yeah. Your lipstick. Yeah. Anyway, the, the tide gets up, and some waves start hitting the side of the boat, and they start panicking. They're calling mayday, mayday on the on the. And Richie's come back in here. We can't get in. Like he never had a mooring. He can't get in. And the guy here said, no, you have to go to, to Takapuna. So he's gone, geez, I've got to get back out there again. It's so rough. He's gone out there. <laughs> he's gone out there. He's got to be real. He, he, honestly, and it was in the newspaper. If you look at this the newspaper, they've got a game the next day. This is Saturday. He's gone back to Takapuna, and he's and he's gone, how do I get it in there? And it, there's this big beam across here, concrete beam. Water's just dripping over it. So he just floors it. He floors it. And he hits this concrete beam. And the boat gets stuck on top of it. So, he, so he, he's lifting them out. He's lifting the the Fano out, the the mink coat and everything, walking up the beach, walking up the beach and saying, "Just go, just go, get it." And waving down a taxi. And and in the paper the following day, he had to pull out of the game because he had he oyster cut his feet on the oysters walking up the beach. But he said he he cut him run and run along the beach today. What happened was he put, <laughs> he beached the boat and he went back. So he jumped in a cab, went home, and he's gone. Oh, what about the boat? The tide's coming in. So he's rushed back down there. What happened? The guys up in the in the in the boathouse were watching, pissing their pants. They went down, pulled the boat, and tied it up for him. They they laughed and said, "Mate, that was the best show we've ever seen." So he, he just tried to jump. He tried to jump the beam. He's looking at this beam and the water's drip drip. He reckons it's just dripping over it. And I'm going, "How the hell do I get in?" And he goes, "You must have to jump it." <laughs> so he's just he's just floored it he just floored it and he's hit it he reckons at 100 miles an hour and it's just stopped it so that's, that's Saturday Sunday morning he goes back to the boat and goes and drops it back off and tells the guy he doesn't want it <laughs> didn't tell him about the bottom of the boat <laughs> Oh. Best, best stories ever, mate. He's the that best is, stories ever. That is sensational. Wow. That's you. That's the best Richie Blackwell story I think I ever would have ever expected to hear. That's so good, mate. The mink coat and all. Um, it's 29 minutes away from 8 o'clock. I've got to pull myself together here. Let's head off to the news with Trudy for Kubota. What I want to know is, now if you've got any more Richie stories, that's fantastic. <laughs> Send us through. We'll see if they line up with Kempies. But what I do want to know, what's the best festive season sport? Kempies played a lot of rugby league at this time of year. In the freezing cold, there's a lot of football going on. Sydney to Hobart, cricket, racing, darts, a lot. What's the best festive season sport? Get in touch with us, double eight, double three. Let's compile a little power ranking, shall we? Let's shoot off to get to the news with Trudy for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand.